this morning, I just want to continue on with that theme of uh, looking to Jesus, focusing on Jesus. I'd like to read from Hebrews 3, 1 to 14. And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truth God would reveal later. But Christ, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house. And we are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope of Christ. This is why the Holy Spirit says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them, and I said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it's still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we're faithful to the end, trusting God, just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Lord, may you bless your word to our hearing today and to our understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, as I said, I want to talk to you about continuing this focus on Jesus. And that's so very, very important. That's been really, really stirring in my own heart and my own life to say, focus on Jesus. Don't get caught up in all the things that are happening right now in the world, even though things that are happening are important. The elections are important for Canada. Uh, COVID and what's happened with COVID, all those things, it's important for us to recognize, be praying for those things. But I really just sit here and the Lord say, focus on me. Focus on me. Turn, <coughs> turn your eyes upon me and that's what we want to do here this morning now as we talked about jesus last week we recognize the importance of proclaiming the name of jesus uh, that name that's above every other name uh, jesus name is above covid jesus name is above cancer jesus name is above sickness and disease and any other name that you can think of we need to remember that jesus name is above all other names. Every knee will bow, every authority will bow at that name. And a day is coming where the Bible tells that literally every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the true God, the Savior of the world, the truth, the life, the way. And Jesus is that answer for whatever we need, for whatever we're going through, for whatever we're experiencing, for whatever is going on in our world. And so as we as a church, we want to keep that focus to look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. We want to keep our eyes on Jesus. We want to remember that we still have a calling 
as believers and a commission as believers that we're to talk about Jesus. Let us not be silent about Jesus during this time. Let's not our conversation be all on the other things that are happening in our world. Make sure you talk about Jesus because we need to be out there proclaiming the name of Jesus. And Jesus needs to be central to our faith, our conversation, and in our lives. And so let's keep focusing on Jesus because it's the most important name in all of the universe. Now, as we read this passage in Hebrews, we see the author really concentrates on the importance of Jesus in her faith. He points out to us that Jesus is indeed the Son of God and that he is greater than any other name and warns us repeatedly, do not forsake Jesus. Uh, that's a very, very important. And during these past uh, year and a half, we've seen some people walk away from the Lord. We've seen many new people come to the Lord, but we've also seen many people walk away from the Lord. And here the writer of Hebrews is warning us, don't allow that to take place. Uh, don't forsake the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is God's son. He sits in the place of authority with the Father in heaven. And he goes on to say he's greater than the uh, angels. He's greater than the, the devil. He's greater than the demons of hell. He's greater than Moses. He's greater than any high priest. He's greater than Abraham. He's greater than the prophets. He's greater than all the heroes of the Bible, even greater than all the superheroes that our world makes up and puts movies out there. He is greater. That's who our God is, and that's who the God that we serve. We need to remind ourselves that, hey, Jesus is greater. Now, I like those movies that are out there, and I like those Marvel ones. Uh, I kind of enjoy those. And uh, But, you know, when I watch them, every time I watch them, I just think, like, that's nothing. You guys keep coming up in imaginations of what, you know, you could do with all this power. My Jesus is greater. My Jesus is more powerful. That's who he is. Who he is. Our Jesus is greater than anybody or he's greater than anything. He's even greater than all the imaginations of our minds. And we have great imaginations. We really do. But he is greater and no one can compare to him. And that's why we need to keep our focus and our eyes upon Jesus. We need to keep our faith in him. We need to keep him as the center of our lives because there's no one greater, no one can compare to him. We have such a great salvation, such a wonderful, a great God, and we need to keep that focus on Jesus and who he is. And, and to help us to do that today, I want to use this passage of Scripture in Hebrews and it really does encourage us to do exactly that by keeping Jesus as our focus. And so I want to look this at this on a positive focus as we look at this scripture, because in this scripture there's also some warnings as well. But I want to look on the positive side of what is being said here, that we might keep that focus on Jesus Christ. Now the first thing the author of Hebrews encourages us to do and focus on Jesus is to think about Jesus. Verse 1, he says, And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partnered with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. You know, sometimes we just don't recognize the importance of controlling our thoughts. Uh, sometimes we just let our thoughts go and they wander all over the place. And the author is telling us, you know what, 
When it comes to Jesus, you need to think carefully about him. Take the time to think carefully about Jesus. He's important. He's far greater uh, than any other person. He's a, he is God's messenger to us. He is our Savior. He is our God. And so he tells us, think carefully about Jesus. Fix those thoughts on Jesus. See, he needs to be given ample times in our lives when our thoughts really go to him. And, you know, when all the things happening in our world, they kind of bombard you and can really, you know, stir up the emotions sometimes and our opinions of what, you know, we think should happen or this should be done or whatever. And when that starts to come, I want to encourage you to stop it and start thinking about Jesus. Start thinking about your God and how big your God is. You know, sometimes, you know, we're all worried. Well, who's going to get in the next election? What's going to happen to Canada? And we're all worried. Listen, there's the King of Kings. He still reigns. We need to be focusing on Jesus. Think of who he is, what he has done, how we can serve him, how we can honor him. Having a daily time with God in prayer and, and, and Bible devotion, reading the Bible are, are great ways to stimulate our thoughts towards Jesus and have faith for greater things. As I said, you know, sometimes our focus, you know, gets caught up in all that the world is focusing on. And, you know, that happens to all of us, happens to me at times as well. And when that starts to happen, I've really got to force myself to kind of, okay, you got to set that aside because your thoughts and your opinions aren't going to change anything. But you can talk to somebody that can change everything, and that's Jesus. And so I start putting my thoughts and my focus and my prayers upon Jesus and start praying into all these things, bringing them to him. And the Bible is quite clear that that's where our thoughts and our focus really needs to be. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. It's another reminder that Jesus is the author. He's the finisher. He's the champion of our faith. He is the perfecter of our faith. And so he's telling us our focus needs to be upon him. Our thinking needs to be upon him. And so in these days that we're living in, and, you know, every day there's probably going to be another new news announcement or something else is going to take place that can really get our minds going, think about Jesus. Kind of stop it right where, you know, when it starts to get at you. Just stop and say, I'm going to turn this over to Jesus. I'm going to start talking to Jesus about this situation, about these circumstances, because he is greater than all these things. So as we recognize who Jesus is, who he is to our faith, and who he is to our life, we need to watch ourselves that we keep thinking and focusing on Jesus. Guard our minds. Often, you know, that's the battle place takes place there first, before any deeds or action. It starts in the mind. And so that's why the Scriptures is telling, focus the mind on Jesus. Get our thoughts 
on Jesus. So that's really important as we focus on the Lord. And then a second thing that the author of Hebrews encourages us to focus on Jesus by holding on to your hope. And we just sang that a little while ago. He is our living hope. That's who he is. He's not some dead hope. He's a real hope. He's a living hope. He's alive. And he's, uh, stands, he's uh, sitting next to the Father in the place of authority in heaven. Hebrews chapter 3 tells us this. Uh, verse 6, By Christ as a son is in charge of God's entire house. And we are God's house. If we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. As we know what who Jesus is and what Jesus has done, it should cause us to have a confidence that there is a heaven, that we have a hope in Jesus Christ, that there is life after death, and that there's a beautiful heaven that is prepared for us. And as we recognize who Christ is, then the fear of hell, the fear of darkness really shouldn't be there because we have our hope in heaven and the Savior, Jesus Christ. Only Jesus, the very Son of God, came down from heaven to be that perfect sacrifice for sin, that our sins could be forgiven, that fellowship with God could be restored. And that restored fellowship, we have life after death in a wonderful place called heaven. And we can be sure of this because... Jesus is the only one who conquered death, ascended into heaven to be seated next to the Father, a place of all authority, a place where the Bible says he's in charge of all of God's house. So who do you want to believe in for eternal life? Someone that has, has eternal life, that has demonstrated eternal life, or do you want to trust in someone like ourselves? Has anyone else done what Jesus has done? The answer is no. Is there anyone else that has a name that's above every other name in all of the universe? There isn't. Is there anyone else that has power and has been given all power and given all authority? There is no one else but Jesus. Is there anyone else that has been more faithful in charge of God's house and has been faithful to us? Only Jesus. You know, you can think of many scriptures how Jesus himself, he promises that there is a a very real hope that we have. And he says, I'm preparing a place for you. John 14, 1 and 3 are very familiar verses that we hear. A lot of times we hear them during uh, funerals, but there's scriptures, there's verses of scripture that we should be taking to heart to realize that yes, God is preparing a place for me in heaven. There is something after life here on earth. And Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Jesus is preparing a place for us. He's in charge of God's house. He's preparing a place for us in heaven. And so if we want to experience that peace about life after death, then let our faith be in Jesus because he's in charge. She's in charge. There's no other way to heaven but through him. So keep the focus on Jesus. He's our hope. He is our living hope. And as we understand that he is our living hope, then we need to keep focusing on him. Then thirdly, we're encouraged to 
continue our focus on Jesus by listening to his voice, Hebrews 3, 7. And this is why the Holy Spirit says, today, when you hear his voice. See, you can hear the voice of God. And all through scriptures, there's all kinds of examples where people hear the voice of God. Some people actually hear it audibly. For most of us, it's an inner voice inside of us, that we hear that voice speaking to us. Or sometimes as you read the Word of God, that the Word of God just uh, comes alive to you and speaks to you. Those are, there's different ways that God can speak to you, but God is speaking today. And He's a God who does speak, and we need to be a people who hear. When you read the book of Revelation and the messages to the seven churches, again, there's a reference here that every church should be hearing what God is saying. And that's important for us. We value that here as a church. We really do pray uh, into that because we want to hear what God is saying to us as a church. We recognize that God is saying many things, but there's usually something very special that God is saying for our church or for our area. And uh, that's why, uh, actually, uh, Charlie's going to come at the end of this month because God gave him this dream uh, about this area of what God wants to do. So I want to hear that because I want to make sure that we're going in that direction of what God wants us to be going in. So Revelation 3.22, anyone of the ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. And, you know, as... The society that we have, we have and uh, as Christians and multiple denominations all around the world, we all have some great ideas about how to do church. And uh, I've been reading lots of those books as well of how to do church, how to make church better and all those kinds of things. Uh, but I have to be honest with you, it kind of irks me a little bit when I don't see them pointing to the first thing that we need to be looking at, and that is, what does Jesus have to say about the church? I'm not all that concerned about what every individual is saying about the church and what every individual thinks. This is how church should be done. That's how church should be done. What does Jesus say? And I think all of us need to be looking at, well, what's Jesus saying to you about how we should do church? Because he's the one we're here. We're not here because I'm here as a pastor. We're not here uh, because, yo, well, we have friends here or this is a church built. We're here to worship Jesus. And that's where we want to keep our focus. We want to keep our focus on Jesus and hearing what Jesus has to say because he's speaking. And if we're listening uh, for his voice, then obviously we're going to keep that focus on Jesus. I was really encouraged this week. Uh, I had two people that called me that uh, are new in the faith or newer in the faith. And as they were sharing with me what God has been doing in their lives, I was really blessed just to hear them talk about how God was speaking to them. And they were telling me, you know, more than any other time in my whole life, Pastor, you won't believe, but God has just been speaking to me and showing me things. And that really blessed me. I think, yes, that's what we want. That's what we want to happen to people in our church. That it's not just, oh, that the pastor said this. No, they're hearing from God himself that God is directing life and guiding them and leading them. And God wants to do that. And that really blessed me this week. And, you know, if we would remain sensitive to the voice of God and what he is saying, I'm going to tell you something. He will have a different story than what the story you're hearing 
from the world and what you're hearing from social media and what you're hearing from other people. I guarantee you that. You will hear what the Spirit of God has to say as you keep that focus on Jesus. Are you hearing His voice? Really is important. And as you hear His voice, He'll take care of all the other things that are happening and going on in the world. He'll direct us on what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. He's the one we need to be listening to. Hearing His voice. And as you hear His voice, it's going to help you keep the focus on Jesus. Then a fourth encouragement to continue to keep the focus on Jesus is guard your heart. Hebrews 3.8, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. This encouragement comes to us by a, a way of warning us that there is a danger if we don't guard our hearts. If we don't guard our hearts, then it can lead to our hearts becoming hard. Hard towards the things of God, uh, hard towards God himself. And of course, if we don't deal with that aspect in our lives, then that can lead to a whole lot of other things. Disobedience, rebelling, turning away from God, and so forth. Uh, this is a warning that's repeated throughout Scripture, and especially in the book of Hebrews. So he's really telling us, be careful, guard your heart. Check your heart often. And I don't know about you, but all the things that you hear on media today or on the news today, man, it can really get in there. And man, it can, some poison can start coming out of your own lips if you're not careful. So you really got to guard the heart. Guard the heart. Protect the heart. That we may not lose faith, that we may not, may not uh, become hard or critical and get caught up in a whole bunch of other different things. And so that's very, very important to guard the heart. Guard ourselves. Because we don't want to be deceived. We don't want to fall away. And the only way that we are not going to be deceived is to keep our focus on Jesus. Let me tell you, there's lots of, even in the Christian circles, lots of information that's getting out there that is not good information. And uh, what's going to keep you on the straight and narrow? Listening, hearing, guarding your heart. 2 Peter 3, 17 to 18, uh, the Apostle Peter, he is also stressing this importance of guarding our hearts. He says, you already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of this wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's where the focus needs to be. You need to keep the focus on Jesus. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. It can lead to some serious consequences if we don't, especially being deceived or falling away from God or not serving God anymore. Our focus needs to be on Jesus and taking steps. Guard the heart. Guard the heart. You know, we need to keep our hearts tender. And I, I believe in this season of time where there's so many things that can really, you know, stir up that heart to think of other things, it's a time to be saying, we need to be tender. I want my heart to stay tender and be open to what God is saying, what God is telling me to do. So that's important, too, as we keep that focus. And then a fifth focus, and as we focus on Jesus, is to be faithful to him. Very important. Be faithful to Jesus. There's lots of things that can demand our time, our efforts. Let's make sure we're faithful to Jesus. 
Hebrews 3.14, For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we're going to share in all that belongs to Christ. There is a reward as we are faithful. There are the blessings of heaven. There are the blessings here on earth. And if you've been kind of looking around and seeing so many people have been sick of late, if you're healthy, man, you should be praising the Lord. You really should be thanking God that you have your health because that's a big deal. Be thankful to him. Live for God. Serve God. Be obedient to him. Put him first in your life. Keep your commitment to Christ. No turning back. That shouldn't even be an option. That shouldn't even be a conversation for us as Christians that we would even consider turning away from the living God. So we need to have that resolve inside of us, to be focusing on our Christ and on serving Him, to be faithful all the days of our life, to be strong in our commitment to God, even when times are tough or times are uncomfortable. Finish the race. Stay faithful. Hold on to what you believe. Don't allow anything or anyone to rob you of your destiny that God has for you. When our lives are over, there will be rewards that will come our way. But I think one of the things that we really need to be focusing on is, is, is talked about by Jesus in this parable of the servants, where these servants were entrusted with money as they a master was going away and said he would return at a certain time and that when he would return, he would require an account of what they'd done with his money. And in that story, we can think of Jesus giving each one of us giftings, blessings, finances, resources, abilities uh, that God has given to us. And there's going to be a day of account. What did we do with what God gave us? Well, I, I think our response needs to be that we would serve him faithfully, that we might hear the words that these people heard of well done, good and faithful servant. Matthew 25, 21 is the conclusion of that story. And it says, the master was full of praise. And he said to his servant, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I'll give you many more responsibility. Let's celebrate together. You know, all of us should be desiring to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Not from me, but from him. That we would hear those words from our Lord and Savior, well done, good and faithful servant. Those are the words I want to hear. When I stand before God, I want to hear those words, well done. That requires a lot of work. That doesn't just happen there's work required. Sometimes there's repentance required. But we got to work at it. Work at it that way. Hear those words, well done. And as we strive to be faithful, we're going to keep our focus on Jesus. And as we close here this morning, as I said at the beginning, I really feel Jesus is reminding the church today, keep your focus on him. I really believe that through this COVID time and through uh, election time and the things that are happening in our world right now, I think Jesus is saying, keep your eyes on me. Keep looking up. Keep looking up. I think that's really important. That's where the peace will come. No matter what's taking place in our world, if we keep the focus in the right place, we're going to have peace. 
And the place that we need that is in Jesus Christ. So it's important to hear and do what he is saying. Keeping ourselves in a position spiritually where we can be sensitive to his leading. And I understand it. I Sometimes I, I find it affects me too, but you get caught up in all that's going on in this world. It's pretty easy to get caught up in it, real easy. That's why I try to avoid the news and listen to all those kinds of things. But I just keep hearing that voice of the Holy Spirit just say, keep your eyes on Jesus. He's bigger, he's better, and he's above all these things that are taking place. Don't, don't, don't count them out. Don't think that, you know, oh, Jesus, you, you can't do this. Like, uh, Jesus can do a lot of good things. It's kind of interesting, you know, if you're a person and, and you've uh, been picking up the latest music on iTunes uh, uh, in, the, in the area of uh, Christian music, if you go back and just take a look at what's hitting the top right now, there are new songs about Jesus, getting people back to focus on Jesus and who Jesus is. That really is important. He has things to say to us, things for us to do. So let's keep our eyes on Jesus. And to conclude that matter this morning, I thought a great way to keep that focus on Jesus is to do communion. You may not realize it or think about it, but really communion is designed to remind us as the church, as believers, to be reminded about Jesus, to be reminded of what he's done for us, to be reminded of the cost of our salvation, to remind us of our faith, of our hope and eternity is Jesus. And that's what this communion reminds us of. And so that's what we're going to do here this morning. We're going to close this service and the musicians come back to the instruments. Uh, we're going to focus on Jesus. And we're going to have communion. And it's been prepared all COVID style and we're going to deliver it COVID style. So the folks will have some gloves and masks and they will bring it and hand it to you. Uh, the bread's in a cup. The juice is in a cup. Uh, so we're kind of doing it all so that you can, won't have to have any worries about COVID. And uh, so it's been all prepared uh, that way. We just ask you to hold on to it until all of us uh, can uh, uh, be served. And then once we're all served, then we will do it together. If you're online, just encourage you to uh, get some juice as they're starting to sing and, and some bread. And you can participate with us online as well. But a great reminder to keep your focus on Jesus. And it's interesting that Jesus himself would say, do this in remembrance of me. It's something that as churches we need to continue to do because it reminds us that the focus needs to be on Jesus. We read that passage of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 11, 23, 26. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. And he broke it into pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. And that's his plan. He's coming again. We want to hear his voice. Amen. So as our uh, worship team leads us, just encourage you to just take a few moments and worship the Lord. 
Uh, if you're new here and you're kind of feeling like, oh, I don't know about your communion, I don't understand about it, and you, you feel that maybe you don't want to partake, that's okay. You don't have to partake if you don't want to. Uh, it's open up to anyone, whether you're from this church or not. And uh, if you want to participate, feel free to do so. And if you don't, just uh, let them uh, pass you by. That's okay. And uh, we'll partake, and uh, we'll then uh, close the service uh, after we have that little part. So uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us online today. And uh, let's take a few more moments to focus on Jesus.
let us stand as we ready to get partake. Jesus, as we come before you here this morning, we want to turn our eyes upon you and what you have for us and what you're saying and what you desire to do. I think as we partake of this cup and of this bread, that it reminds us of what you've done for us. That you became the sacrifice for sin using your own body to be the perfect sacrificial lamb that would forgive sin once and for all. It is finished. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your blood, the perfect blood of the lamb. A lamb without spot, a lamb without blemish. It was the perfect blood to cover our sins. And we thank you. We thank you that, Lord, as we come here today, we're being reminded as well of your coming again. Because, Lord, you tell us to participate in communion until I come again. So I thank you that we have a promise, we have a hope, a living hope that you will come again. And you will take us to be with you forever and ever in a beautiful place of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we ask you to just bless these emblems today, Lord, as we ready ourselves to partake in Jesus' name. The Bible says that Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he said, Take heat, for this is my body which was broken for you. Do so in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. And after the same manner, he took the cup. And when he stopped saying, This cup is a new covenant of my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I thank you for reminders today that we're to keep our focus on you. But as we do that, Lord, there's certainly times where, Lord, we need to repent and say, God, I wasn't focusing on you. Or, Lord, I began to believe that, Lord, you couldn't do anything about it. And so, Lord, we confess that. And, Lord, we declare fresh today that, Lord, you're bigger than my problem. You're bigger than the circumstances that I'm facing right now. You are bigger than my sickness, even if that be cancer or even if that would be COVID. You are bigger. Lord, you're, you're bigger than all the candidates in this election that's coming up. You're bigger, Lord, than all that the world is saying is going to happen you're bigger than that as well. For Lord, you are far greater 
than what we can even imagine, what we can even grasp. But Lord, I, I believe that you're wanting us to understand that you're way bigger than what we've been thinking. Our thinking hasn't been big enough. We've been thinking too small. And so, Lord, enlarge our thinking of who you are and what you can do. Enlarge our faith that, Lord, that we can believe for the greater things and even the miraculous things. Because, Lord, you are higher than any other name. There is no one greater than you. You have all authority and all power. And so, Lord, there's no one greater. Only you, Jesus. So, Lord, help our think, help us in our thinking. Help us in our focus. That we would once again believe that you are indeed the great God, the almighty God, and that nothing is too hard for thee. Nothing is impossible with thee. And so, Lord, we just bring all of our petitions, all of our problems, all of our heartaches, all of our questions, all of our problems, and we give them to you and we submit them to the name of Jesus. Take them, Lord. Take them today. And, Lord, break off addictions, break off lies, break off sickness, break off disease, break off the plans of the enemy because the gates of hell will not prevail. Thank you, Lord. We submit ourselves afresh to Jesus today. And if there are people here or people watching online that maybe you've never opened up your heart to Jesus yet, well, the fact that you're watching or here today, obviously there's an openness to Jesus. I pray that he would make himself very real to you. I, I would pray that you would call unto him and, and say, Lord, I do come to you. I want to hear from you. Touch my ears that I might hear. I want to hear what you have to say to me. I want to hear what you're going to say about this difficulty, this problem, this heartache, this pain that I'm going through today. And I pray, Lord, speak. 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 Lord, you're speaking in so many ways right now. You're surprising a lot of people. Well, God, we want more surprises. Even ourselves, we want to be surprised more by hearing the voice of God. Speak, Lord. We want to hear. We want to respond. And then, Lord, I now close with just praying a blessing of health and strength over all your people. Lord, I just pray by the blood of Jesus that, Lord, you would protect your people from this COVID that's going around right now. You'd protect your people, Lord, from diseases and cancer. Lord, I pray you protect your people from uh, depression, discouragement, anxiety. Touch your people today because the name of Jesus is greater. His name is greater. Thank you, 